Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Insane in the Membrane. Well, this is a different one this week. Uh, I'll explain why in a minute. But uh, firstly, as you know, admin. Everyone loves the admin bit. So we're going to do the admin first, get out of the way, right? But it's important that we do this because we need you to get involved. So uh, become a Patreon uh, and watch our behind-the-scenes recording of this episode and many others. Um, and uh, you get exclusive, you get, I say you get exclusive videos. You get the episodes uh, first before everybody else. Um, so go to patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast bung us a couple of quid and then that keeps us going that's it that's all you gotta do you know a couple of quid you don't even notice it's coming out your bank you know just bung it this way we'll take good care of it you get a decent podcast in return what's not to love so do that for us that'd be fantastic um, and thank you again to our messages that we get from everybody really appreciate that thank you your continued support does not go unnoticed all the episode, all the episodes all the messages I get from everybody after each episode is really gratefully received it's really nice to know that there's people out there listening and enjoying it and getting stuff from it thank you so much um, check out our stylist Insane in the Membrane t-shirts all manner of colours now we've also got the Insane in the Membrane coffee beans from Wogan Coffee in Bristol use the exclusive membrane listen to promo code membrane that's one word for 10% off of our podcast packs um, it's great it's good coffee actually it's really nice it's our own our own special blend I think the producer Paul had something in that had, to say, had something to say in that it's very nice too delicious uh, you can get all of this uh, you'll find all of these on our link tree uh, in my socials and on the episode description so in the, in my socials like on Instagram uh, Twitter and all sorts you can see the link tree it's this one link and that will take you to everything we, that you see like my website with all my lists my list of gigs uh, all of our merch everything that we do uh, all sorts are on there you can see it all there one click of the link and you'll see everything that we do so do that for us uh, that's the link tree on all of our socials so I hope all of you are well I hope you're good uh, the other week I had a drive down to Exeter I was gigging down there lovely gig down in Exeter it was wonderful and um, I've got a lot of love for the for the West Country every time I'm down there it just feels like I'm on holiday because that's where we used to go all the time and um, ended up going to Glastonbury to have a wander around the town uh, I found a brilliant uh, live Roxy Music album on vinyl really cool it's only a couple of quid brilliant I'm well chuffed with that uh, then I went up Glastonbury tour and I was up Glastonbury tour and I was listening to Screaming Trees not listened to them in years because I've been reading Mark Lanigan's book um, uh, Sing Backwards and Weep 
and uh, and, and I was you know I've just been getting into it because unfortunately you know sadly Mark Lanigan passed away recently. Um, and it was edited by uh, Mishka Shubalai, who was uh, a guest on our podcast uh, a couple of years ago. But if any of you remember that episode where I recorded it sat next to a canal. Um, and yeah, we had because we were outside, we had all manner of like, it was a couple of interactions with some people because of what we, the, we were talking about self harm. And then this guy overhearing us felt a bit triggered by it because he'd been dealing with a similar thing. So we had a bit of a bit of a thing with him. Um, but it was a great episode, and I, I've, I've, the first time I met Mishka, I just fell in love with him. He's such a top dude, um, and I was familiar with his work through the stuff he did with Doug Stanhope and. And just a, a, a dude, and I just wanted to just, I just wanted to say to him, like, mate, the book's brilliant, you know. And uh, I'm sorry that he's that Mark's no longer with us. And I know you two were, you were buddies, and you were close, and and you know, and I see you got a podcast, and well done, man, it's really cool. And he got back, he went, yeah, do you want to come on? He goes, come on, come and be a guest. So, so this week's episode is me on Mishka's uh, podcast, um, and it was such a great chat. I, I, I love the bloke dearly. Um, so we just thought, right, a little bit of cross pollination. We put it out on his channels, put it on our channels. What's not to love? I just love talking to you. I love his voice. He's such a top dude. Um, so, yeah, coming up in a minute is my episode of Mishka Shubalai's podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A podcast from producer Paul Dakota.uk. Insane in the membrane. Rich. Hey, man. You big, beautiful hunk of man. <laughs> I feel like you and I are both moving into our badger years. Fuck yeah. It's the best right. years. Yeah. Right. The- yeah. You've got, the- you've got, you've got the right kind of outlook to the world you know you're just, you're just a bit more chilled than you were when you were younger but you still got it you still got it going on 
You know, you're interesting looking now. You you look amazing. I have to say that the, it's been a couple of years since I've seen you. The, I feel yeah, if we um, if we were, if I was walking down the street and you were like, "Come down the alley here. There's something I need to show you." I would be like, "Fuck it! All right, let's do this." You know, like I'll just I'll take the chance. The, That's a huge compliment, man. Thank you. <laughs> Same with you. It's one of those like we, like we've said this before. We only met once. We met in Reading and rainy Reading years ago. Yep. And I just clicked. I just clicked with you. I just felt something and i just you were just always just somewhere in my mind somewhere just like rattling around somewhere you know always knew one, I was to see you again one of the things for me the the first time i saw you perform was that i saw your onstage persona feather perfectly into who you were off stage is yeah, right. that in your in your comedy you're very uh, you're sharp, you're authentic, um, it's engaging, you're not just broadcasting to the audience, you know, it's about, it's not about me, it's about us. Yeah. And man. the, and, and also, I mean, man, there's so much hierarchy shit when it comes to comedy and live performing of, uh, oh, what are your credits? Oh, you have representation or not? Where are you in the lineup? All that stuff. And, the um, when we were talking and hang out, all that shit just immediately fell away. And we were just yeah. a couple of dudes talking about the shit that we love. Yeah, man. And that's what I love this. Like you say, the bullshit in the industries that we, that we, that we find ourselves in. I just want to do what I do. I want to just rock up. I want to make people laugh. And the, the and I love doing what I do. It just, it's just all the bullshit and the egos that you have to deal with. They're the things that get me down. The actual doing the thing is, yeah. is fucking great. And then I get to meet people like you. And then when I meet people like you, it reminds me of why I do this. Ah, yeah, because I would never have met someone who is out in Arizona, probably, <laughs> if I didn't do comedy. Do you know what I mean? I just, the, it, it's a spectacular thing. It's a double-edged sword, though, because uh, comedy and touring and making a living as a performer, you know, there's that great Oscar Wilde quote of, you know, we're, we're actors, we're the opposite of people. You know, yeah. it is, it's so, it's taxing on you in every respect. It's physically taxing, mentally taxing, emotionally taxing. The uh, We don't make any fucking money. Not and er, then every time you try to walk away, you're like... Oh, but when's the next time I'm going to see Rich if I if, if I don't do this? Or uh, remember that time I was hanging out with Glenn Wool and we laughed so hard, like I thought I shit my pants. You know the and I and and I know so many people like that, and you know so many people like that, yeah, where it's yeah. like the it's I mean it's kind of like an abusive relationship, you know, where every once in a while you just have this like perfect evening. But yeah. the the thing about comedy is that comedy itself is perfect when it's working. When you're when you're standing on stage and you're you're spilling your fancy little ideas into the microphone and it's reaching people and they're plugged in, there's nothing better. Nothing it's, better. When you hear that just, flow state, man. Yeah. It's just yeah. everything around it, this cocoon of <laughs> horseshit and poison. <laughs> yeah, and it ruins it. And it is the and the, the the like there is that thing about the the tortured artist you see like people like bukowski and they're they're pictured in it like you imagine them just sat in this dirty apartment somewhere with just a table and a candle and he's you know he's coming out with all these wonderful words but we almost romanticize that you know those those kind of those kind of lives but when you're living that life you're living out of your car when you're sleeping in your car between gigs and you're not only are you in your car, you still have to make money to be able to have the car in the first place. Keep it on the road. Keep it going. 
It's yeah. the it's that. So when you think back, when you look at that in the romantic side of Bukowski and other other huge writers like that, the reality is fucking hard. It's hard, and and. Yeah, there is a romanticism to it, but also it's fucking hard when you're like, I've got this amount of money that's going to have to, that's going to have to get me fuel for the for the vehicle to get me to my next gig. It's going to have to get me fed. I also have to keep a bit back for bills when I'm at, for when I'm back home. Yeah, you know, that's what that's that's the reality, and it ruins it sometimes. <laughs> you just got to remind, keep reminding yourself why you do it. When I was. Um this the whole hashtag van life thing drives me nuts because when I was 25 or 26 I was living out of a little Toyota minivan and I would um, wake up really hungover every morning and you know, like take the curtains down and drive out of whatever Walmart or Hardee's parking lot I parked in drive a couple of hours and then stop and take a nap and I would like crawl up into my bunk in the back and then when I when I would wake up the um, the roof of the van was like four to six inches from my nose. So I would just wake up and see the, like this, like baby blue, you know, fabric. And I started thinking like, am I waking up in my coffin? And, and then I was like, no, cause that would be vastly preferable. If I woke up in my coffin, I wouldn't have fucking four more hours to drive to go and make $11. You know, the, yeah, it's uh, it's what I love. What I love though, is because when growing up, we, Everything we knew about America was through the movies. And we might have talked about, you and I might have talked about this before. But it, so to us, there's, there's, again, going back to that romanticism, there is, a, there is a thing, there's an element of seeing you guys. When you talk about, when you guys talk about being road comics or musicians on the road, you, it's a real, it's, you're on the road. You're away from your home for days. You're out trekking across the, the America doing for days. Day, it takes you days to get to a gig. Where as in the UK, it makes me laugh when people refer to themselves as road comics. Where you're like, if you know what, if you pushed yourself, you could drive from one end to the other in a day. I've done that. And yeah, I've absolutely, yeah. absolutely done that. Yeah, and it's different. There's no real. You're not. You're not pitching up in a motel somewhere. You're not in the middle of. You're not. I don't know. I always refer to. Is it Bakersfield? That's always a. That's always one for me. Oh God. Yeah. You know. You're not in a town like that. In the middle. And you're like anything could happen to you in the next eight hours. It isn't that. It's different. But I still love. I'd. I'd. I'd love to be doing it in your country open invite whenever you want to come over here the i i have a um i bought an old uh one of those old aluminum airstream uh you call them caravans over there which is parked in my backyard now and my uh that filthy old bag of bones i call my mom (laughs) is in the process of uh refurbishing it (laughs) the 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 style of interior decoration we have chosen is uh psychedelic granny Beautiful. So the that'll be done soon, and you are you know seriously welcome anytime. We do house shows here. I ha- I have a coffee table that I dragged out of the alley. That's yes. our stage, and uh, it's really dude. It's it's fucking awesome. Like the shows yeah. here are just the. I I feel like putting the shows on here are uh, my life's greatest work more than writing songs or writing books or something. Like really? just sort of creating this space where. Um, 
we all hang out together. Everybody parties together. You know, um, you know, random people will come here because they, oh, their favorite comic is you know coming through town, and they've been following them on Twitter for seven years or whatever. And um, the and we all just hang. You know, <sighs> I There's, love that shit, man. That's what I love, and that's what it should be. There are moments. There are moments when you gig with the right people, and it goes from being. It's not just you're not just working. It's an event. It's a it's a thing, and you're all in it together. And there's have moments where you're kind of mucking around with each other whilst the other ones on stage. You're heckling each other, and you're commenting, or like you're kind of calling back to things they said, and it's back and forth. And and those moments only come along once in a while. So to so to hear that that is what you do is, oh man, that would be that's the dream. That is the dream. It's um, it's sort of like. You're you're cooking or something. You're trying to get your like or you're like whisking the eggs or uh, whipped cream or something like that. Like that moment where it starts where it starts to come together, where it yeah. starts to congeal, and you can you can sort of see it happening. You see people like loosening up. They've you know smoked weed or they've had enough drinks where they're going to start you know relaxing, and the. And then, you know, by the end of the night, it's just like all of us hugging each other. Yeah. And like the, I, I had this great picture. I had Christine Levine and Kyle Pogue here and the Christine was on the couch and we have this great picture of like Pogue and I tucking her in, you know, Man. and she and I were, were on the road together for a while. And, uh, and that's those things like those road relationships, you, it's, it's like a brother or a sister. It's like, uh, um, it's like a, a parent because there were nights when she looked after me and nights I looked after her, you know, that definitely like esprit de corps, you know, mm. where you feel like you've gone through a battle together. Oh yeah. Just a, you know, a level of closeness that's unmatched. Yeah. I, yeah. There's been a couple, I remember doing a gig it, we were in Wales and we traveled up. It took us, it took us like three or four hours to get there. We got there early. I was with another guy called uh, Paul Perry, brilliant comic, Scottish comic. We where, got there early. Uh, where in Wales? Uh, this would have been, it's a place called Blackwood, which is just up from Cardiff. So Cardiff okay. being the main, so you're looking at, so it's down, it's down in it's South, South Wales. I, I did, I used to do a gig in Milford Haven, which I think is. Oh, that's West, like, yeah, way out. Way the fuck out. Yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the thing as well. People, again, I've just said you could drive from one end to the other in a day, but you're not, that's without any traffic. That's without any stops. That's, oh, yeah. It's still an effort. It's still, you still have to, and Milford Haven's way, way out. It's one of those. I remember doing a gig out that way and I forgot my wallet and I had to drive back on half a tank of gas. Just, oh, God. Not going over. I'd, I'd, I'd worked out how, what the speed I'd have to go yeah, to, get, yeah. to get back to London. <laughs> but I remember, so we got, to, we got there early and we went into this pub. And we're having a we're having a drink, and uh, I just happened to glance behind the bar, and behind the bar where like bar snacks should be, like peanuts and 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 uh, things like that, pregnancy test kits up on the thing, and I'm like, I've got to talk. You have to you got to ask the question. And I'm like, dude, why why have you got that? What's going on there? And he said, he said, oh well, you know, I keep getting caught with kids. I just went, what? Yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, I keep getting caught with kids. And, uh, and and so, and it happens to a lot of guys around here. They keep getting caught with kids. And so I've got the pregnancy test kit. And I'm looking at Paul Perry, the other guy, and we're going, what the fuck? Is this some kind of pedophile ring that we've wandered into? And he yeah. went, oh, no, no. He goes, the women. He goes, the women come down from the valleys and they're already pregnant. But you have sex with them. And then they say it's yours. And that was happening a lot, apparently, in the town. <laughs> 
And we were like, dude, you've got to change how you talk. This is a, this is a phenomenal story, dude. This is the, <laughs> you guys, the, mate, you can't, you, the way you worded that, and I did say to you, I said, I thought you said you were a pedophile. <laughs> he said, oh, no, 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 no. Just, a, just yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things that I love about, uh, about England, about Ireland, about Canada, is that when you go far enough out into the sticks, it's like you're going back in time. Yeah, man. And, you know, and there will be the place where the guy comes in from milking the cow or, you know, whatever, the um, riding a horse to the bar. The poacher comes in and he's got pheasants under his coat. <laughs> he just chucks them on the bar. They, yeah, they'll sit on my tab. <laughs> just. The... Uh, the next time I'm back in the UK, I will get us a gig in Milford Haven yes. with pheasants on our rider. <laughs> I I do want to say this though. I um gigs there are fucking tough too because I I did like a whole run where I was just on the train for the entire thing and I was traveling with my guitar and two cases and it ended up being like 80 to 100 pounds of gear. Yeah, and right. so I would have to sort of, and the fucking, you know, and I bought, uh, I was like staying in Elephant and Castle and bought like suitcases from the African vendors and oh, the yeah. fucking wheels were falling off it, you know, and I had all my, all my coins in one bag and then I was dragging the bag long enough it wore a hole in the bottom and then I was just leaving a trail of coins. <laughs> like just I, comically, you know, I need the like stovepipe hat, you know, the like, just... <laughs> A bindle, like an old-fashioned hobo. Oh, yeah, 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 like proper, that's a proper British thing, just just this, this weary traveler just dropping his coins everywhere, just amazing, man. I um, I never introduced you. Let me give you a Sorry, proper yeah, podcast intro. We just dropped right into Straight it. Straight in. The, um, Rich Wilson is a comedian and podcaster in the UK. We met once randomly at a gig. And instantly became best friends forever. Absolutely. And one of the reasons I wanted to have Rich on the podcast today is because I feel like his podcast, Insane in the Men Brain, in the Men Brain, has th really threaded the needle. I think with um, men's mental health, and it is uh, it is a, a like a self stated men's podcast, but it's mm. not a chauvinist podcast or no. a. A misogynist podcast it's about it's about male vulnerability and i um man i just want to say thank you for doing that and um and also i'm i'm a huge fucking fan i think it's uh i think it's so smart it's so funny it's uh it's incredibly tender and i think um i, th I think it's so necessary right now and, and honestly, the, you know, if there's a canon of source materials for, for me starting this podcast, uh, insane in the membrane is definitely part of the canon because, oh, you know, that was one of the things of listening to some of the conversations that you had with people. Um, I was like, that's, that's, I'm, I want to steal Rich's shit. Mate, that's a real, that's a huge compliment, man. Cause I'm such a huge fan of you and Thanks. seeing the things that you do and have done. And looking at your Instagram, when like you mentioned, like you've got the you've got the the trailer that you've just bought, and I see the cars that you've just bought, and the 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 Ford Galaxy, and the thing, I'm like, the boy's living my, he's living my life. I want it's it's how I would want to live. I, I just love it, 
And so for you to say that to me is such a huge compliment, man. And I really appreciate that. And it's, I think what we've done with the podcast is just taken the conversations that us guys have in bars and in the pub and we've just, we've just recorded it. It's, it's, this mm-hmm. is how a lot of men, a lot of men will talk to each other. We, we have to be doing something else. We can't be just sat like, right, let's talk about our feelings. Yeah. We have to be having a, having a drink or we have to be fixing something or we have to be maybe watching, watching a sports game or we're watching a band or we're doing something else. And that's basically what, that's just what it is. It's two guys in a bar having a conversation. And that's just where it came from. Well, I mean, that's the other thing is that the, I mean, that was one of my reasons for starting the podcast too, is because with, uh, with COVID and lockdown and then my own, uh, just fucking going down the well and not being able to get back out the, I've isolated so much. And when's the last time you and I spoke voice to voice? Dude, would have been the last time we podcasted. The last time we podcasted would have been that, and that would have been three years ago, before right. the before the world caught fire, and we just we sat by a canal, yeah, and uh, in London, and we just chatted, and we were. It's funny actually because we listened back to some of it today, and there's that bit where the, we were talking about self harming, and the yeah. guy was a guy near us was kind of triggered by what we were saying, and was going through a similar thing, and then he kind of wandered in and kind of went, hey, look, guys, you just. It's just upsetting me a little bit. And then we kind of broke it off and chatted to him for a while. Yeah. And we came back to it. But yeah, that was the last time that we chatted. That that was uh that was a great moment for me because the this is one of the things I've been criticized for before. Um, you know, as people say that um that I, I'm I, I'm hard on the homeless, you know, and that I have you know this sort of like gruff exterior when it comes to you know exchanges like that, and and part of it it comes from living out of my fucking van, you know, where I was literally one rung above those guys, so I was um, I constantly had to be keeping an eye on them to make sure they weren't breaking into my van and stealing yeah, my yeah. shit, you know, yeah. the where you know when you're at that street level you're in competition yeah and I've, I've carried so much of that with me and in that exchange with that dude i i, w- I was ready to throw hands you know mm. and and that's not cool and you weren't and you were ready to come to him and say let's talk about this yeah, even yeah, if yeah. even if we have to stop the, po- the podcast or pause the podcast or it interrupts our flow or whatever like this guy's a human being just like we are you know, the, he's got issues like we do. Let's fucking talk about it. And, uh, you schooled me righteously there. And thank <laughs> you for that. I haven't forgotten about that. Oh man. But it's just the thing is, you know, I've, there is a, there is, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some people that, that will come up to you and they'll say, oh, can I, have you got any money? Can I have some change? Can I have some change. And there was a guy last night, actually, I was on the way to a gig and I just, he came up and I just looked at him and his, his sneakers were, I know for a fact that his sneakers are 150 pounds. And I was like, fuck off, man. You sell your trainers <laughs> then. And I could just tell that his whole, and the, the outfit matched. Everything about him was just, yeah, I get it, man. All right, you probably want to hit or do want to do something, but I'm not going to get, I can't give you, I can't, didn't have any money on me anyway, but I'm always weigh, I'm always weighing it up. I'm either going, I'm going, ah, you don't seem, you seem more like you want to just get drunk or something, which is fine. But I can't yeah. afford to fund that myself. I can't afford to get drunk myself. But I can't afford that. You've got your trainers are more expensive than my first car. 
You know, it's that. <laughs> but then you get other guys that come up. And you're like, oh yeah, there was a guy recently, and he was in a he was in a trash can, and he's going through, and and you're like, oh yeah, you yeah, this guy needs something because you if you're doing if you're on that level, you know, you're yeah. gonna need you do need some help, man. If you're at that point, but I'm always everyone's got a story, so I'm never. I never, whenever when anyone comes up, I'm never like, right, I'm going to, right, what are we doing? Are you attacking me? What are we doing? Because I've never, I've been lucky enough to never be on that level. So I don't really, it, do you know what I mean? I've never, whereas you have, you've been to a point where your defenses are up. What you have around you is all you have around you. And you're, yeah. this is your, this is your safe space. And you're like, right, at any moment, someone's going to come in and they're going to try and either, they're going to take something away, they're going to attack me and take what I have. So of course your defenses are up and that's still that comes from that life. That's why you're still on that that kind of like ready to ready to fucking go, man. I'm gonna, yeah, what you what are you doing? What are you doing? Whereas I've not had that life, so it's different for me. So yeah, to so, so, so to see that and to I you know it's funny, I do worry some I still worry that I'll end up out and homeless and have nothing. It's a thing. Oh me too. Yeah. Me too. The I I'm doing better now than like I ever have in my life. Mm. And I think more about money now than I ever have. Um, and it sucks. It's like the, the Hobbit thing where you get the, the, you know, the gold poisoning or whatever, where the, once you, you start getting a little bit, then you start, you know, worrying about, Oh, you know, what if somebody takes it from me? Mm. Um, it sucks. It's bullshit. I try not to, I try to think about it as little as possible. You know, I mean, when I was publishing through Amazon, People were like, oh, you need to be tracking your specs. You need to be promoting more, seeing where this, you know, goes and this goes. And I, so I tried to do it. And then I was like, nah, the, the, the reason, the reason these stories are selling is because I'm the kind of guy who doesn't fucking track his, you know, yeah, do yeah, the yeah, spreadsheets yeah. and projections and all the <laughs> algorithms and shit. No, here's a picture of my cat. Please buy the thing. Yeah. You know, like, and then I'm going to go and you were talking about the the cars and the camper and all the bullshit. The, the reason I wanted to get rolling early today is because a buddy of mine and I are driving down to Tucson to look at a 1970 Ford Falcon that's sitting in this kid's wow. yard. Listen and to the, that. Listen to what you've just said. Now to you, that's just an everyday thing. I'm going to go, I'm driving to Tucson. It's a place. It's just, it's there. <laughs> and I'm going to go and look at an old car. Yeah, it's a cool car, but we're going to go and have a look at it. Over here, where I am at now, I'm like, I'm talking to someone like I'm in a movie. Like, we're going to go to, we're driving to Tucson, and we're going to look at an old <laughs> Ford Falcon. And I'm like, this is, if you, this would, I'd watch this film. This is, this is what I, I love this shit, what, man. It gets worse. It gets worse. We're, <laughs> the, the truck that we're taking to tow this car back is my 19, the baby blue 1960 yes. F two fifty. But when I was that. changing, when I was changing the brake booster the other day, I like disconnected something. So it won't start with the key anymore. So in order to, to start it, you have to pop the hood and then uh, bridge the terminals with a, like a rusty pair of old uh, channel <laughs> locks and the sparks fly and then it'll start and yes. it runs fine, but there's no gauges anymore. So you, you have no idea how hot it is or where the, you know, gas level and, but the brakes, now that I changed the brake booster, I was like, going to check the brakes yesterday, just about put myself through the fucking windshield. <laughs> <laughs> the brakes were great. You know, everything else, everything else is fucked. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. But that truck will stop. 
<laughs> you need to, when you take this road trip, you need to put your video cameras on and record this. Because the fact you don't have any dials, there's nothing else. The brakes are the only thing, luckily, that's going on. You got This is like Cheech and Chong. This is nuts. They, I mean, well, basically, this podcast is... Uh, Goodbye, cruel world. You know, this is, uh, oh, yeah, it was the last thing he recorded before he died in a fiery wreck. We, we were stunned at how quickly that truck stopped, but they kept going. <laughs> I remember there's a film talking about the Darwin Awards where people have done things in life. Yeah, yeah. And it's so fucking funny. There's one, because there's one particular story about a guy that strapped a jet engine from a plane to his car. And um, and the bit in the film that really made me laugh forever. The guy, they, so they come to investigate how, how the guy came to die, and uh, and so they they're testing it and they go well. The, and there's like a skid mark where the guy just burnt out for like a mile and a half or something like that. And it's like two mile burnout with this this engine. And then he goes, well, you see where the where the uh, where the skid marks finish, and there's these little pieces of metal, these fragments of metal. Because yeah, that's where he left the ground. And then like, just went into the mountains and just evaporated. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be you. When you hit the brakes, you're just going to evaporate through that windshield. <laughs> Cause of death, evaporation. The, that could happen in the desert, dude. It's it's already getting so fucking hot here. The it's Yeah, it's going to be brutal. The, I, I have comics reaching out to me about like, oh, let's do a show in June. I'm like, no, we, no. We're, we're closed. The season is over. <laughs> the, come back in October. The, Where are um, you? Are you Bisbee, around that way? No. Uh, I'm in Phoenix, so I'm like uh, three or three and a half hours north of Bisbee. Yeah. Um, I, do, I do have to take a, a trip down there soon and, uh, and visit all, all my, my people down there. The, have you been over here? Have you toured over here? No, not really. I've been. Um, I, did a, I went on holiday, <laughs> on a, a vacation, sorry. And uh, <sighs> we did three days. It was like three days in San Francisco, three days in LA, and then three days in um, in uh, Vegas, which is no time at all. You don't get a chance to kind of look around. It's kind of in, in and out. Um, I've gigged in New York. I've gigged in uh, upstate New York. So I've gigged in Poughkeepsie, um, and I've gigged in uh, Stanford. So I've, I've done bits, but no, I'd love I'd love to just go out and spend time. Just go and have a look because it just is to me. It's 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 the dream. You know, it's, I mean, I don't imagine you would say things like, oh yeah, I can't wait to come over and gig in Telford. <laughs> it's just, are you kidding? The, <laughs> I, I, I fucking love it over there. The, that's, I mean, that's one of the things I think is that when, when I'm, when I have a shit gig in, um, Amarillo, I'm like, God, another shit gig in mm. fucking Amarillo or Tel Tulsa or whatever. The you know, I don't want to shit on Amarillo. I've had some great gigs there, yeah. but when I'm having a shit gig in Milford Haven, I'm like, I am in Milford Haven. That's a real pheasant. You know, it's it's just a, it's a question of what's exotic to you or whatever you know they, they have crisps here the, this is like a, 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 uh, the national delicacy you know and it, the um every time i'm over in the uk i almost die by getting hit by a car every time from looking the oh, wrong yeah. way and then you know crossing the street the i enjoy your delicious wine gums the, oh yeah um, you know things like prawn crisps that you can't get over here the ribena the so all these you know sort of um English junk food for me is like heaven. Yeah. You know, the, I always have to bring the black licorice, all sorts back for my mom. Oh, yeah. They are good though, man. 
Yeah, I remember the, being. I remember your took. I remember. I remember the first time when I was in when I was in Poughkeepsie and I'm in my hotel room and I had the I had the TV on, and every it was like your ads. They're every. They're, it's you're just getting into a show, and then bang, there's another advert for some kind of cheese in a different form. And then bang, and then you're like, you get to the show again, and then that 15 seconds, another advert for cheese, but now it's in a can. And you're like, cheese, it's always cheese. It's, it was always cheese. And then I went out to get something to eat, and I went to a place called Friendly's. And, um, and I walked in, and then, the, and then the, the waitress went, oh, would you like the appetizer menu while you decide what you're going to have? And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. So I look, and then it was just like burgers and fries, and I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, what's the main menu then? She went, oh, yeah, burgers and fries. But just bigger <laughs> and more. And I ended up having, I had, a, I had two, I didn't have a bun. I had two grilled cheese sandwiches with a patty, patty in the middle, burger in the middle. And that was, and it was one of the best things I've ever eaten. So that's, so yeah, the junk food over, over here is great, but yours is next level. Next level, man. The, thank you all. I, I will grudgingly accept that. That I think I feel like Americans have like you know uh, like melt you know melted cheese or the multiple forms of cheese delivery perfected. You know, and, yeah, and yeah. junk food is the. I will say this about UK TV. I remember being over there on tour, and I met up with uh, with a woman who I I met her like couple of times before and she seemed nice and we were sort of attracted to each other but i, I didn't know what was going to happen or you know the and i think we like went back to my hotel like before the gig to drop stuff off or something and i was and we're, so we're sort of we're like in my hotel room and i was like is are we are we gonna do a thing now are we gonna have an awkward conversation or like I, you know i'm open to anything and so we just turned on the tv and it was that game show where they start with the people naked and it, it's like a dating show. So uh, she yeah. turns on the TV and the first thing that's on there is just a shaved cooter, just <laughs> right. And a woman talking in sort of like the headmistress, stereotypical yeah. headmistress, like British accent of like, Oh, would you like to ask this vagina anything? <laughs> What's the name of that fucking show? It's called naked attraction, naked attraction. And there they have you stood. It's they stood behind screens <laughs> And they lift it up like a garage door. So you get like halfway up and then you can see all the, you can see the, yeah, you can see your bits and pieces. And so, and then they judge. They go, oh, is that? And they have these huge discussions about, is that a nice vagina? Is that a nice, is that a nice set of balls? And you just, and this is, this is, yeah. And she, and then the, and the, the 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 woman that's hosting it like she's very open. She's like, she yeah. goes, oh yeah, I like vaginas, I like dick, and you know I've had both, and I've done this, and I've done that. Yeah, it's a crazy show. I know the guy, I know um, Andy that is the, the the brains behind it, and uh, yeah, it's a great show. I wouldn't go on it though. Oh God, the, yeah, that. no, I mean, I my uh, my junk just looks like. Uh like the last Wolverine movie where he's all like just spider veins and scar tissue. Like they just <laughs> seen some shit, man. The, I like, but no. looks, yeah, mine look like a vaporized Wookiee. It's just, <laughs> yeah. You see these bits of metal right here. That's where, that's where he left the road. <laughs> Dick and balls straight into the mountain. <laughs> that's all that's left, man. Just the pelt. <laughs> The, um, yeah. But yeah, so what happened in the room? 
I I looked it, at yeah. the I looked at the shaved pussy on the screen and she looked at it and we looked at each other and then that was about we fucking got it on right <laughs> I was like well all right <laughs> that was all you needed uh, which is good because I'm glad we didn't linger on that show because you'll see some like some guy who who like works the ca- the fucking cash register in a department store which listen all jobs have dignity but absolutely the um but also he's looking at this woman's body and he was he's like uh, you know. Oh, the, her labia are kind of weird. You know, I don't like it when the inner labia come out of the mm. outer labia. And I, I'm like, buddy, you will never have any labia doing anything for you ever again if you don't. <laughs> y- hashtag yeah. yes, all labia. Like, fucking, the, <laughs> yeah. the worst it ever is is really good. <laughs> like, the, yeah. just, man, just get in there, you know? Like, yeah, 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 exactly. It was the, like, yeah, yeah, exactly, man. I tell you what, it is funny. There was... Um, did remind me because yeah so there was one and the guy went i i don't like her feet her feet are not good and uh, and i was like and i was like yeah i'd have an issue with that i like feet and it would be and and though this is so shallow and so shit and paints me in a terrible light but i remember watching boomerang the eddie murphy movie and he's in bed and he kind of as she's asleep and he pulls the covers back so he can see her feet and she's got like these talons they're just (laughs) bent up and he just goes, and you're like, <laughs> and I'm like yeah, I was, t- I was telling him, I've, I'm, I'm in a new relationship and I was just talking to her about it. And she said, so what you're saying is you're, you know, that would be a game changer if I had shit feet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's terrible, isn't it? That's so bad. So bad. Cause the, it, I, it, my feet are horrible. So who am I to say? It's, um, I, I actually have. Uh, voluptuous feet. I have very nice Excellent. feet um, because, um, as a runner, I'm always like taking care of my feet. Oh yeah, and be- yeah, yeah. Because I'm because I'm a guy, I can always wear comfortable shoes and not have to fucking worry about you know doing six hours wearing a pair of heels or something mm, like that. Yeah. The um, but it, it's funny because we um, men are judgmental about women's bodies, and we're at a point in our lives now where, where we realize that that's shitty. And we got to exactly. knock it off. Yes, and. Uh, virtually every woman I know has a type. They has they have a thing that they're into, whether it's uh, black dudes or skinny dudes or old dudes or dudes with weird veins, you know. Yeah. And the um, and I I always tell them that um, it's bullshit to have a type. You know that what matters to me is what's you know inside, which is. Yeah. Of crucial importance, which is, you know, irreparable emotional damage, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's that's my kink. That's my Pornhub category. Listen, I've got a luggage rack just over there. Just bring your luggage through. I'll put it next to mine. We'll we'll be fine. One of the wheels coming off the the trail of change. Yeah. 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 Don't worry. We'll just lean over this side together. We'll just keep this vehicle going. It's going to be fine. I tell you what, it's funny. Yes. Yes. There are women do have a type and they're, and all of us, all human beings, you know, we've all got, we, we, we all on both, on all sides, we all need to work on, on ourselves. But I think with men, a lot of men, yeah, we, a lot of men will go, oh, I like this and I like that. And like you say, judgmental about a woman's body. But then a lot of men will, they'll kind of act upon it. They're a bit more aggressive when it comes to that. And that's what we're, we're that's what we're talking about. That's the conversation we're having. It's like, all right, fair yeah. enough. You like different bits and bobs, but your it's your behavior around that as well that's the conversation we're needing to have it's been, it seems it, it, it's worldwide it seems i you know? i feel like 
the so it, it, in America they have this uh, big brothers big sisters program where you know um, a kid without a lot of sort of parental influence will be assigned an, an older brother or older sister and then they sort of yeah. go to ball games and you know you sort of mentor them and I feel like we need a program like that with um, aspiring woke bros uh, with a lesbian yeah. because I have a uh, my. Uh, lesbian best friend who's my hiking buddy we were hiking just about every weekend and she sort of when i first moved to phoenix she just adopted me mm. and it has been so uh it's been so eye-opening it's you you don't see what you don't see not until somebody points it out to you yeah and the <laughs> part of my prejudice at this point is that i assume that women are better than we are and right. I was like, you know, walking, you know, coming down from a hike with my friend and we were walking and there was like a Jeep with some, you know, blonde in, you know, tight shorts bent over rummaging for something. And I like looked at her amazing ass and immediately averted my eyes. Right. Because, right, yeah. you know, the, and my friend elbowed me in the ribs and she was like, bro, don't even fucking act like you didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, that was amazing. Are you kidding? She was doing that for us, you know? And I was like, what? we're, we're really, we're just all horrible. Yeah. And, and we need to talk about it openly. Yeah, of course. And the, um, and I don't know, I guess have those create that space where you can talk about your shortcomings or questions you have, you know, and that's one of the things, you know, I, I want to, it's, I feel like I fail as a podcast host because I'm not asking fucking hardball questions. I'm just, I'm, it's the like Chris Farley school of interviewing where I like, I bring cool people on and I'm like, remember when you did that thing where you talked to the guy about suicide and he like, I, I remember if you lost your phone or he lost his phone and it, it prevented you from committing suicide. And I'm, that was really cool. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, my yeah. hardball question, you know, the, <laughs> but I, I think with, um, with a podcast, you really have, um, you've created a space that's, uh, that's obviously it's dudes talking about dude stuff. It's, it's, it's friendly to men. It's safe yeah. for men. And because of that, you bring in a, a lot of guys and, um, who can, uh, you create a space where where guys feel comfortable letting their guard down and talking about stuff that they wouldn't you know talk about otherwise. The um, and also I think people listening are listening because they're like, oh, this is my favorite comic. He has that joke about the dick buffet or whatever, and then they're going to hear that person tell a story about losing their mother and yeah. navigating grief. You know the um. <sighs> How has it been for you uh, shepherding those conversations? You know, I mean, the you're a yeah. friend of mine and you're a comic, so I assume that the inside of your head is fucking chaos. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I've had a lot of comics on that have spoken about things like attempting suicide, talking about self-harming, talking about shit things they've done when they were growing up and... And because they're comics, they do it in a funny way. And that's what makes the podcast a bit more of an easy listen. Because we have we have talked about some really, really, really strong subjects, you know. And it's what I did learn from this was aftercare, 
this people have said to me that they feel comfortable there's something about me that makes them comfortable enough to open up and tell me things that they might not have spoken about to somebody else especially someone they don't really know they just said there's something engaging about me are warm and they're able to do that and so badger I, badger vibes yeah you're kind of chilled you because you, you come in here with when they're talking about stuff you go oh, fuck yeah i've thought that oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I nearly did that oh yeah i went through that yeah when you're using your own experiences as a way of kind of oh because then because then they don't feel so exposed like, oh yeah we've both we've both done these things so i feel i feel safe now to tell you my story but what i've learned from it is aftercare when someone's really opened up really told you a thing that they've gone through been where they've been you know there's been something horrible to them sexually when they were growing up and and they've told you this story <clears throat> and then afterwards i remember I, I i saw someone made a joke it was another comic made a joke going oh yeah thanks for letting me open up on your podcast and then just i just go about my day now and it was a joke it wasn't about me he'd been on another podcast but i just went oh yeah that was it and he went oh yeah and you paid me in a glass of water and you're like oh shit yeah hadn't thought about that before there is a there is a, you you've invited oh. them into this space you've got them to open up and then you've gone all right thanks for coming that's really really appreciate that hopefully someone will get something from that bye and then they're sort of left with their just their innards just hanging out like in um i don't know like in platoon or something like that just there they're just <laughs> like ah, now what and then you, know, you fucked off to go and talk to the next guy and they're all now they have to scoot their innards up and put them back in and put the lids back on the boxes of all the things they've just opened up to tell you about and so now when it's i remember now i, I kind of message people afterwards and i go listen dude thanks man i really appreciate that and the story you told are you all right you cool are we cool is everything fine and I, yeah you kind of learning i'm learning how to talk about these things but then remembering that these are people these are human beings and you have to kind of put the comedy to one side and go hey man listen i appreciate you reaching out and saying that stuff and I hope you're cool and if I can help you with anything if you want to chat further then hopefully we you know if you want I'm here and it's yeah that's I've learned I've learned how to communicate better with people it's uh, it, you know to follow with the platoon model it's coming back and putting a cigarette in their mouth and lighting it for them you know yeah yeah instead yeah, yeah, of yeah. just moving on the yeah. I feel that man I um I, I'm doing a podcast next week and it's uh, sort of like a very serious, you know, sobriety recovery podcast. Mm. So we're going to talk about like the dark shit and I'm going to plug my new book and it feels so weird that I'm going to sort of go on this podcast and try to, to speak openly, but ellipt elliptically about an experience that I had that, um, fuck me up. It's still fucking me up that, you know, really sort of changed my life. Uh, it feels like it changed my brain permanently. Mm. And then at the end, I'm going to plug, here's my Venmo, here's my PayPal, you know, and, and that's the nature of our business is yeah. that we, um, we, we try to, to have genuine friendships, to have genuine relationships, to have genuine connection. And, and then also there's part of it that that's, that always has to be transactional, you yeah. know, that, um, and I don't know, I try to just be, I try to just be, a, I, I try to just drag it out, you know, drag the fucking thing screaming out from under the bed yeah. and into the sunlight and talk about it, you know, and then, um, cause everybody's got fucking bills to pay and the shit that they got to do. Man. And yeah. the, um, 
And, uh, and also we're all head cases, you know, the, <laughs> when, when you were talking about self-care for, or the aftercare for, you know, the people you have on the podcast, I was like, well, who's doing it for you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well yeah, well, I've I'm lucky that I have producer Paul, um, and producer Paul's brilliant at this. He's really kind of, uh, he, he's such a great guy to talk to because he's very kind of, I, I take the piss and say he's like, you know, he's like a robot. But he's really good to do. He just goes, no, no, it's fine, mate. It's fine. Well done. You've done. You've done a good job there. It's really cool. Well done. I've also got family. I've got my sons. I've got my. I've got a partner, and and, and it's nice that I've got people around me that I can go. If I've had a heavy one, and go, man, I got told this today, and they're like, shit, yeah, okay, okay, and um, and yeah, I've got people around. I'm very lucky to have that. It's very cool. But yeah, there, yeah, it's a, it's a. I tell what's what. Going back to what you were saying about. You know, yeah, you're going to go on the podcast and you're going to tell your story and you're going to tell a story that it's going to be, it's a heavy, it's a heavy duty thing that, like you say, has changed who you are. That's how heavy it is. But then you're going to, and then you're going to, you know, you're going to open up and go, look, I've got this. Can you pay for this? Can you pay for that? I've got a book coming out, blah, blah. But you're not, you're not using, you're not using the story to make money. Like you're not like banks at the minute. They're brought, they're going to, oh yeah, we need to do more for mental health. We're doing this thing to shine a light on mental health. We're, we're, oh, I'm Jeff Bezos and I'm going to talk about mental health. And you're like, no, 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 you're exploiting. What you're doing is exploiting. What you're doing is you're not doing that. You're, what you're doing is telling a story that will benefit others who have been through a similar thing. And it's, and sadly, there's going to be a lot of people that would have gone through a similar thing that you did. And that's what you're doing. And then on top of that, but at the same time you're going, but yeah, but I still, you know, I'm still a, I'm a performer. I'm this, I'm that. I just need a couple of dollars. I just need something. Just, I just need the book books and then I can just keep food on the table. I can keep this. I can keep bringing you the entertainment that, that you love me to do. So it's different. It's different, man. And I think people appreciate that. They can see the bullshit when it's these big corporations. My, a friend of mine works for Bank of America and they fucked him. They really fucked him. And he's and now and then the next breath you see this week. This week it's Mental Health Awareness Month, and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that. You go, you piece of shit, absolute piece of shit. So what and you're it, doing is different. It's different, but it's, but, yeah. it's, but it's but it's beautiful that you still question that. That and that's what sets you apart from the other pieces of shit. Is that you are you question it? If you didn't question it, then that would be that would be the difference. You know, you have I, a, you know, I guess I feel like a, like a, a grifter or something when I, you know, when I ask for money, the, um, but I am selling a thing, you know, the, and I was thinking about this, you know, the, the BP logo, right. It's mm. green and yeah. the, they did a test and people think they actually think that because BP has a green logo that it's not fucking crude oil pulled yeah. out of the ground by fracking, poisoning groundwater. And yeah. it's not you know, like, it's the same shit. It's just a fucking PR campaign. Exactly. You know? that took a whole, there was a whole board meeting where they had everybody in, they had the shareholders involved and they just went, right, how can we make this socially acceptable where people will think, oh yeah, I'm going to buy that fuel because that, that fuel, oh, that's better for the environment. It's green. It's green. Well, I mean, what you know, it's great, man. Of course, it's like all this shit about electric cars and and stuff. And and I think it's in Denmark or somewhere where they like you or wherever it is, it's somewhere like that. It's illegal to advertise any kind of car as as a green, good for the planet vehicle because there's wow. no such thing. Doesn't exist because yeah. even if you're doing it, the, the fact that the car exists means that somewhere something happened to the planet. For that to exist 
yeah. on any level. And that's yeah. So that but that's what it, that's what I'm saying. It's so it's so it's, it's evil. It's evil the way that corporations try to make us think that they're doing good. It's fucking evil, man. Is is this a good time to point out that uh, that my truck probably gets about six miles to the gallon? <laughs> and uh, yeah, J- but- J- Jeff Bezos wrote the foreword for my book. <laughs> Really? I'm a fraud. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fucking, I'm a huckster. The, hey, Jeff. I'm, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the other room. He's making Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> uh, you know just, what? He's going to the end he's gonna the have day, you murdered with yeah, a will, yeah. truckload of money. They're just going to drop it on you. The, yeah, that's fine. Listen, do it, Jeff. I'll fine. I'll be fine. Yeah, all of a sudden, I'm like, do you know what? Amazon, they're just the greatest thing. BP, man. Oh, yeah, buy that stuff. It's really good for the planet. Um, listen, we're all, we're all on a, on all levels. We're all trying to get by. We're all blagging it. We're all, we're all trying to, we want, it's all, we survive, isn't it? We're, we're animals fundamentally and we are just trying to survive. Yeah. But some of us are doing it in a more harsh way than others. You know, I think on our level, we don't want to damage anybody. We want to, whatever, for anything, we want to bring everyone together with what we do. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I do think that the you know there's a difference between you know that you and i are maybe we're presenting a a stake you know the which is you know it's good for you and and also uh, there's parts of it that aren't good for you the but it's it's steak it's meat as opposed to like a sausage where you look you look at the ingredients and you're like there's no meat there's there's not even any food in here there's not even not meat it's just not there's nothing organic here it's It's like yeah when they say pork flavor (laughs) yeah it's just like spun plastics and uh sand you know um wrapped in an old sock and you're like come on all right all right yeah uh, yeah yeah. i think that's what i'm gonna eat next i'm (laughs) I'm fucking starving they they say there are two wolves inside of each person and both of mine are super hungry oh shit Uh, man well let's get this done and you can get out on the road the um no uh, the (laughs) we still have so much shit to cover yeah one of the one of the things that i i need to ask you for so that you don't bring it up on your own is um how can people support you how can um these last two years have been harder on people in the arts and performers and minority communities and the people who are getting fucked by capitalism anyway the yeah. the big squeeze has you know um just drowned that sort of lower echelon out of existence entirely mm-hmm. but um how can people support you the with what you're doing where where do they find you um you know where can they find the podcast obviously do you have a patreon it's all up oh, the podcast is on every podcast platform so it's on Acast and wherever you'll find it it's, it's worldwide it's on it's on all of the all of the platforms we've also got patreon which is patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast and you get exclusive uh you like that we put videos up of the recordings that we do for the patreons we also do uh you get uh you get the episode up earlier than everybody else so you can have it up front and it's and we just ask you know just just a, a, a few a few pounds just to just to keep us going, we're not greedy. It it does help us keep doing the podcast because I, you know, we've got a studio here that we have to keep going and travel, travel to and from the podcast and getting people on and and and, and everything we make goes back into the podcast. So we're not making, we're not we're not flying into town on you know helicopters and things like that. You know that's so Patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast. That's where that's that's where you could help. 
producer Paul needs a new pair of trainers. Yeah, man. The guy, <laughs> he's just bought some, so he's fine. He's fine. All right, all he's right. fine for another 10 years. The um, How old are you? I feel like you and I are about the same age. I've just turned 50. Okay. The, yeah. um, congratulations. Happy birthday. Thanks, man. The um, one year closer to death. The, <laughs> so I have... I, I, I've had these like two weird experiences where um, I was at the grocery store and there were two like attractive young women and they were sort of like looking at me and talking to each other. And I was like, oh yeah, fucking old, old guys still got it. You know? And then I like closed the, the door to the refrigerator and saw my reflection. And I was in like, you know, like a, the stained undershirt with like, I'm sober, but I still have a beer belly and yeah. like that you're wearing like, you know, Crocs or flip flops or something like that. Like my hair just, and I was like, what the, what happened? What the <laughs> fuck, man? Like I, I just, I got, they're not laughing at me like, oh, he's cute. They're laughing at me. Like, does he sleep under a bridge? You know, or, <laughs> and the, I, 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 I've, yeah. it's like, I've, I'm past the expiration date. I'm spoiled milk, you know? And then, um, and then also, I had this experience where I've been working with a writing student, uh, mentoring her, and she's uh, she's young and attractive. She's in her late twenties, early thirties, and the, we were doing a thing where she would turn in a piece of writing, and then you know we talk about, and we would sort of have a Zoom call once a week, and you know talk about that. And in the course of you know writing is an expression of the self and how you engage with your life and what's happening to you. So we've talked about some personal stuff and whatnot, and the. And she just got into, uh, I helped her, you know, sort of get her, I wrote her a letter of recommendation and helped her with her materials for applying to graduate school. And she just got into Columbia, the best nice. writing program in the world. And she got a big scholarship. Oh, and fantastic. it, the, and it was, that came at on a day when I was having like a, a real shit day. Mm. And it made me realize that at no, at no part in, um, in my communication with her, in, in my relationship with her, was there ever anything um, sleazy or manipulative or yeah. there's there was no innuendo, you know, in her work, you know, we're talking about um, sexually explicit situations. And one of the things that I said was your characters have no erotic life. And it's like seeing Elvis perform on TV from the waist up. Like we yeah, know right. there's something there that you're hiding. Like, um, uh, sexual desire and you know it, that's normal that's part of the human existence if you just cut off that part of the bandwidth it feels false you know yeah. so write about sex or yeah. or the absence of sex you know the and um and i and i realized in that moment that like i am i'm super hard on myself the but that in that relationship with that student um sort of getting working with her up to applying for graduate school that i'm finally tapping into different a different energy than i did when i was a young man yeah where you know where i was like hey lady you want to tour of the van you know <laughs> and the um I, just, I don't know so I, I guess i i mean it's it's different for you because you, you have children and mm. the so i get you've had to embrace the daddy part of your life and the daddy part of who you are a long time ago yeah but i feel like at this point in my life, I'm starting to move into the, I don't know, the, like the pr professor in the corduroy blazer with the elbow yeah, patches man. or um, do you do you feel that? Because I, yeah. I think that's one of the things that we're talking about, too, is the the power of an older guy 
um, to do good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To not be a fucking creep. To yeah. be to be a friend to to stop somebody and be like, hey, you know, hang on your your lights out and not be like, here's my number. To just, yeah. just do a fucking good thing. You know, yeah, man. This this is the thing that I've learned now. Where I was younger and and it was pointed out to me with the I was I was in a relationship with somebody, but if there were other women in the room, I kind of like I wanted them all to kind of I want I needed affirmation from everybody. Yep. I needed I need, and she'd say like she goes, You always you, you, you just have to try and get every woman in the room to go, oh, yeah, you're cool, you're cool. And, I'm, and I knew in my head, I'm like, how can I get this person to like me or tell me I'm great or tell me I'm this or that? And then suddenly when you get older, you're like, just be you. If you're just you, people are going to like you anyway. There's, and now you can kind of, if you are, you can be honest about how your, your behaviors were in the past. You can turn around and go, oh, yeah, I was a bit of a dick. Like, I was in a relationship with this person and then... I didn't really, I, I didn't know how to, I wasn't feeling it, but I met someone else and then I was kind of seeing both. And it's not not like notches on the bedpost, look at me, I'm a fucking dude. I've got two ladies that are interested in me. I was in this with shit and I didn't know how to do it. I didn't want to upset anybody. I ended up upsetting everybody because I was a dick, I was a coward and I didn't face up to it. But now you're able to talk about that and you go, look, this is what I should have done and this is how I should have been. And I'm, you know, And now you can pass that knowledge on to people. You can kind of go, look, I've been a bit of a dick. And now, but what, but from that, people are now looking at you going. They have a respect for you. They kind of, and you're not trying to get the attention of the of women or whoever or men or whoever. You're there. You're just being you, and you're being a classy dude. And you're not trying to go. Hey, come and look at the van. You're like, hey, listen, you good? You're right. Can I help you with anything? You're fine. And people find that attractive. That's and so you suddenly realise, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, if I'd have just been myself, I could have cut out a lot of shit from long ago. So now. Because you haven't got, because the demon has kind of subsided a little bit, you're you're at more at peace with who you are, and you're a bit more cool, a bit more chilled out, and people find that attractive. That's why people find older dudes attractive because we're not we're not the monster going, oh yeah, I need to fucking touch this woman, I need to touch this man, I need, I just, how am I going to manipulate this so they just so I can so I can touch them, and now you're kind of like, hey man, yeah yeah cool, yeah 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 yeah, let's hang out, let's have a beer, yeah whatever, and it's. That's where you're at now. You kind of the the beast is is chilled, and you and that's what's attractive. And I I'm I feel better now than I've ever done in my entire life. I just feel me is great. It's when I was when I was 22, I was so terrified of of getting this old of being yeah, this man. age of of looking the way that you and I look, and the um and and also and um. And having my sex drive die off and and uh, ceasing to be seen as sexually viable by the yeah. outside world. And I'll tell you what, man, to have your the the sex drive like taper off, it feels like I've been dragged by a fucking team of horses for 30 <laughs> years and finally the rope broke. Yeah. And I, I could like stand up and be like Holy shit, man! That was a fucking that was a wild ride. Wow! <laughs> dust wow. yourself off. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. I can't believe I. Whoa! The, the you want to go get coffee? There. Like, <laughs> yeah. that was nuts. <laughs> and then you think about situations you've been in, maybe things you've said. I mean, I'm painting a terrible picture of myself. I haven't. I've never sexually assaulted anyone. It's not. It's not been that. But you kind of, you know. 
it's things that you say kind of manipulating the conversation around to sort of sex or do you know what I mean when you're a bit you've had a few drinks and you're kind of like oh so anyway so what you know, the conversation of like oh what are you into sexually you know that sort of thing and no no I just want to find out man I just want to find out you know that now you're in a place you yeah like you say you've gone I'm so fucking glad that that guy's gone he was exhausting and he didn't know when to leave and now he's gone and I'm like oh okay yeah taking a breather now Whew. Yes, and the one of the things that I grew up with this perception my whole life that um, uh, the boys are gross and girls are nice, and that mm. boys are sort of uh, have cooties, and that you know the boys are perverts, and yeah. you know the. I don't know if you've ever had the privilege of listening to a group of women talk about sex when they don't realize that you're listening. They're fucking disgusting. Oh, man. They Some of the biggest perverts I've ever met. Filthy. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> I, uh, I was on tour once. I would think I was in Sacramento and um, met up with a woman. Went back to my hotel room. I couldn't figure out what was going on like if there was anything happening so i was just like all right we'll just chat and then um nothing happened and then she was like all right well you know i guess i'm gonna leave and i was like okay you know the and um and and i went to get food and i was like oh you know i was like you know nice to meet you you know oh it's kind of weird we've been talking for you know chatting on months for on Instagram or chatting for months on Instagram, I kind of thought something was going to happen. And she was like, Oh yeah, I was waiting for you to like grab me and throw me down on the bed. And I was like, that will never <laughs> nah. happen to like with a straight, if it's, if it's somebody I know, well, you're still going to sign a release form. You know, the, <laughs> the, it's like with Paul, I had to do the thing. You, you have permission to record, you know, They're like, yeah, no, th that's never going to happen. Nah. The, but the, what you're describing, um, being a young man with an appetite for sex, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I'm going through the same thing myself of, of self-recrimination and being like, oh man, I was such a creep. I was such a yeah. sleaze. I think too, though, there needs to be um, an element of acceptance that um, the part of that is being a man and part of that is being a young man and part of that is just being young. Yeah. That... I, I think, you know, every human being has done something where they were motivated by or driven by sex that then they wake up the next morning and they're like, oh my God, I can't yeah. believe, you know, the, so I think it's a good, I think we're in a good, good place now with it to, to say, I'm, I like getting a hug and going home to my bed to sleep with my yeah. cat, you know, yeah, the, um, but also that we need to. I don't know, forgive ourselves a little bit for, for behaviors that fall under the, the, the umbrella of normal human shittiness. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the, that's the thing. And we had a moment where everybody was trying to find something on everybody trying to go, Oh yeah, you did that thing. And you go, and then when you break it down, you go, no, that was just a clumsy date. That just didn't go to plan. That wasn't, yeah. That wasn't sexual assault on either side. That was, you know, because like you, like you said, on all sides, human beings have done all manner of things. I was talking to a female comic at the weekend, and she said, she was telling me a story about she was in a town, she didn't have enough money for a hotel, so she was like, oh, fuck it, I'll just hook up with a guy, I'll just stay at his, and that'll just save me on a hotel. And I just went, are you 
kidding? She went, yeah, yeah. She goes, lots of people do that. I'm like, yeah, but I've done that. But you're like, yeah, but you're like, the difference is, I don't know. Maybe it's just my ignorance. Maybe I don't know. And I just, I'm like, but you could have been murdered. And it's like, yeah, but if you did it, you could have been murdered. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know. Like you could have been murdered, man. I there are there's more than one relationship that I've had where I'm stunned that it didn't end with me getting stabbed. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. <laughs> there, yeah, same. Like, yeah, same. Multiple times, you know the. Um, and I'm proud to say that I've had more violence perpetrated against me than I've perpetrated against other yeah, people. Same. Yeah. The it you know I did a um I spoke at a meeting of uh it was uh the Satanic Temple their sober group mm. um and uh and it was awesome it was so cool their seven traditions are are really cool and you know I really had a great time but one of the things that was so great for me about it was um a lesbian and a trans woman um, asked me re- some really hard questions about mm. my book and how I wrote about it or, and who I was then and who I am now. And they, um, you know, they were like, you, some of us really struggled to get through this book or to find anything meaningful in it because the, the stuff that you talk about doing and, the, and you know, what you describe um, is reprehensible. Mm. And, um, and, frankly, we found you to be a, a little bit of an asshole. And I was sort of like only a little bit, you yeah, know, the, well, yeah. I, I wrote all that. I put all that in there. Yeah. Like the, I, I made the decision to, to show that, to share that, to reveal that so that hopefully you can perceive that I've made a little bit of progress, um, since then. But, um, you know, like those road gigs, I I, th- I feel like some of the bad behavior of our youth is necessary because like I'm I'm really glad that I'm not driving six hours today to Pensacola. Yeah. Um, and I'm also really glad that I'm not waking up to somebody I don't know, mm. you know, and the but I, I don't know, I guess I, I'm just trying to say a few words sort of in praise of experience and getting old and yeah. making mistakes that I think, I mean, one of the things that I see in you is that it, it's context that mm. you are able to be as grateful as you are for where you are now from having, having lived some of the other shit yeah, and seen some man. of the other shit. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's on both sides. We're human beings and human beings make mistakes all the time. Our every, our every waking moment is a decision. We're always making decisions. Just, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go that way. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to talk to that person. Blah, blah, blah. And we're going to fuck up. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to do the wrong thing. And that's on all sides. That's all genders. That's everybody. Regardless of whether you're sex, whether you're gay, straight, trans, whatever, you're going to fuck up. But with yeah. what you need to do, the difference is you learn from that. And I think one of the biggest things to show that how much you've learned is to just go to look back and go, oh, f- yeah, fuck. That was a, oh, yeah, I really I have been an arsehole. I've been an arsehole in my time. I've also done some fucking amazing things. I've I've done some incredible things. I've also been a fucking asshole. And you have to acknowledge that and that's all part of growing as a human being is to acknowledge the shit side and the good side. And that's what we all need to be doing. But the moment 
it seems everyone's going, ah, you were a piece of shit. You shouldn't have a career. You shouldn't do this. You're like, oh, well, you've been a piece of shit. Who are you to judge me? I know you fucked up as well. But you're part of the mob and you're going, ah, you're shit. You're like, no, no, you're shit too. But no one's talking about the shit bits. Everyone wants to be seen as like, oh, no, I've, I've lived a holy life. I've done this. I've been nothing but pure. And you go, you're full of shit and you're worse <laughs> than I am right now for not acknowledging your shit bits. That's, you what? know. One of the things that, like with my writing workshop, we have a very short period of time to cover the entire length and breadth of the the human existence, you know, so that one of the things that I do, you know, in my first class is I stand up and I say, everybody look around. No, really look around, make eye contact with the other people around you. Everybody here has pissed their pants. Everybody here has shit their pants. Yeah. We all carry horrible secrets. We've all done things we feel deeply ashamed about. Fuck, all right. Yeah. It's uh weakness is what binds us together as human beings. And it's we can't deny its existence. We have to acknowledge it and let it be a source of connection instead of oh, let's not talk about that. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. In order to grow and be better human beings and then a better example to the to the people that are trying to learn from us now because you do look up to the to the elders don't you down the yeah. centuries since since the beginning of humankind we look up to the elders because they've lived they've experienced more and so we are in a position now where we can help the younger people coming through going yeah listen i did that it's not a great thing but don't worry as long as you're looking at it and going oh fuck yeah that behavior was a bit shit you know when we've we've been we've taken drugs and we've drunk too much and we've out you know we've ended up running naked around the city and <laughs> banging your cock against the car and yeah whatever you're doing <laughs> we've all done that but, that was very specific rich yeah it was at one time in portsmouth <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's taking the things that we've that we've experienced and then working them all out sifting through it and just and just and then just put it in a place where we can then teach the younger people to go hey listen i did that this is how i got through that this is how i made sure i didn't do that again it's the same with with like you spoke there was an episode i listened to your podcast i can't remember the guest i can't remember i'm really truly sorry but you were talking about sexual abuse as mm -hmm. when you were kids and you were talking about something that's the, the, the he I can't remember his name. Fuck, I was only listening to it the other day. He was talking about something that happened to him. Oh, uh, Scott Comer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's he's great. Man alive. Mm. But yeah. what was what was wonderful about it on both sides? Both of you were talking about these things that have happened to you, and how you've managed to kind of get get your head around what's happened, kind of put it in a in a position where you can go to turn around to other people and go, look, this happened to me. This is how I dealt with this. And that comes from, that just comes from opening up to you, looking at yourself, looking at your good bits and your bad bits. And now you're in a position to go, this has happened to me. I recognize this happened to you. This is how I dealt with it. I don't really know where I'm going with this, but we're older. We're the elder statesmen now. We're the elder guys turning around going, I, I see your pain. I see where it's coming from. It's not going to last forever. This is what I did to get through that. We got Wait, it. You know, you know I think mean? you're so, actually. I think you're actually doing right now exactly what you're suggesting that people do, which is talk it out. Yes. Just yeah, yeah, talk yeah, exactly. it out. Just. Yeah. I, I don't know where this is going. I don't know where no. this is going. I'm just going to keep talking. This thing happened, and then this thing happened, and yeah. I need to share that. I I need to share this story with this person, and I don't know why. But let's let's try and let's see. And yeah. through the process, 
I'll figure it out and hopefully you'll get something out of it as well, you know? Exactly, exactly. And that's what I was listening to you guys chatting, talking about what had gone on. And I really got that. It was like, yeah, yeah, exactly that. You hit the nail on the head and that's exactly it. Yeah. You don't know where it's going to go, but at least have the conversation. At least put it out on the table. Yeah, man. Oh, God. I get lost sometimes. I'm like, I know what I'm trying to say, but I don't have the tools to say it. And I I really know. You were you were doing the thing that you were trying to trying put to your explain. finger on. The um, Rich, I love you so much. Dude. I love it's you been too. So man. good to talk to you, to see your face again. The we should do this more often than once yeah. every three years. I'd love that, man. The, I'd really um, like this to be a recurring thing. Absolutely. The we should we you know we should check in you know um, once every two and a half years or something. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Absolutely, man. Yeah, love you, Rich. Take love care. Love you brother. too, man. Take care. All right. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production.